Hi, this is Riggs Eckleberry, CEO of Origin Clear, and welcome to the podcast Water is the New Gold, which is based on a briefing that I give every week in a webinar, and it really explores how water is changing disruptions. Go ahead, give a listen, and stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the live CEO briefing of 13 February. Uh, I'm very pleased to have with me uh, it, in the little corner there right now, uh, Tom Marchesello, who's our Chief Operating Officer. Say hi, Tom. Hey, how you doing? So Tom is uh, speaking to us from his home in Florida, and he is, uh, we're becoming a multi-state company. We're very virtual. We have operations in Los Angeles, in uh, Texas, of course, where the bulk of our people are. Also up in Virginia, where we have Dan Early and Rob Litos, uh, the modular water guys fully integrated now with Progressive. We'll be speaking about that. And then uh, we have uh, in Florida, a growing presence, both with Tom on the west coast of uh, Florida, as well as our marketing agency, AGM agency, Manuel Suarez, a great, great team that is helping us uh, put together this offering. Uh, I apologize, this, this particular uh, briefing pro project, which I'll be telling you more about. So this briefing is going to be very uh, exciting. And uh, without further ado, I'm going to open up the share box and we're going to get into the slideshow. So this is, of course, Water is the New Gold. And as I say, it's helping you thrive in the world's only vital, scarce, and recession-proof market. Now, there is noise about the coronavirus. I say noise only because <laughs> nobody knows what's going on. Chaotic news, but one thing is for sure, China is shut down right now. I've been hearing all kinds of news, like the stuff I bought on Kickstarter is not gonna come anytime soon. I can survive without the Kickstarter stuff, but China is in a bad place, and they are the world's largest importer of oil. And so their demand just crashed. So logically, you'd think there'd be a recession on the way. But don't, don't count on that because what's happening is the central banks are now flooding the market with money. Interest rates are going to go, we think, to inverted rates in the United States for the first time, meaning that you'll have to pay to get your treasury bonds, which could be interesting. Um, and so... You know, stock markets love that. So right now the stock market's fine. But let's just say that in any market, there's always the danger of a recession. You want to be with something stable. And people classically love gold. Sometimes they love Bitcoin, although who knows. But they haven't really been thinking about water as an investment. Why? Because there's very few places to invest in water. And the uh, next week, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you about these um, huge water companies that have had a tremendous stock rise. Why? Because they're the only water investment out there and they're tremendously stable. Veolia, American Water Works, and so forth. Being enormous and stable, they are not, you know, they, they're, they're not going to grow 50 or 100% in a year, but they're not going to crash either. They have very steady backlogs of business and so forth. So how do you invest in what you might call a pure water play? And that's where I think Origin Clear comes in because as I told you last week, all about the decentralization of the water industry towards businesses doing self-treatment. And we'll get a chance to talk a lot more about that with Tom. It means that the smaller companies have an opportunity to move in and work with these clients at the edge. Kind of like how Landlines became cell phones, uh, mainframes became PCs, and now this new revolution where mass transit is apparently going to happen with the self-driving car. So all these trends, of course, drive things to the small. And once they're at the small, then what do you have from there? You have a um, tremendous proliferation of product. So... With that, I'm going to continue with the um, slides. Of course, the safe harbor statement uh, and the, the disclaimer, which I, I show you every week, uh, saying that we're not going to be um, 
there. I was getting rid of that annoying ding. All right. Important notices. we got the safe harbor statement with the forward-looking statements. So you know that whatever I say here is not gospel until it happens. And secondly, that this is, uh, there's an offering which requires uh, accredited investors who must meet certain requirements and there is risk. Okay. Now, this webinar is about to change. This is the Waters of New Gold is about to become the full video thing, a monthly presentation. Now, what does that mean? It means that we're going to make it more interesting, exciting, more of a production, um, less casual, right? What you're talking to right now is rigs in a relatively casual mode, and it's going to remain personal, but it's going to be perhaps better produced, which is a good thing. And we're also going to have a bunch of cool things, videos, interviews, uh, full summary of the month just passed, what's in store for the new month. Um, and of course, at the right time for the <clears throat> annual and quarterly results, we'll be discussing those. And really a chance to impart a very exciting story. And then there's a lot of replays that will be available to people for the rest of the month. Now, what about the, the weeks in between? We go back to the previous model where I'd be on the phone and I'd give you an audio briefing and it's kind of like thoughts of the chairman. <laughs> but what it is, is that in between these monthly things, what's been going on, what's the latest, oops, something huge happened in water where we discovered that there's tremendous toxins, whatever's happening that's new in water, that's gonna be. Now, we happen to have all of this on our podcast. Bet you didn't know we had a podcast. That's because we haven't been promoting it, but here it is. W-I-T-N-G, what is a new gold? And this, if you Google, what is a new gold podcast, you'll just, it's on Spotify, it's on Google, et cetera, all the normal podcast platforms. And you can see that already we've been posting our entire archive of previous, the 46 previous, 47 previous briefings are all in this podcast. And so, Every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, I will be speaking to you live like this, but audio only. And as well, it will show up in podcast mode the next day or so after the audio is cleaned up and you'll be able to, to get it there. So that's a useful way for me to stay in touch on a weekly basis, <clears throat> but to kind of do the big production once a month and I think that you'll really enjoy that a lot. So that's that story. Permionics, our extraordinary partners are in Chennai. Remember that the, the, uh, international, the Indian uh, Membrane Society had invited me to keynote, to uh, deliver a keynote address to their conference, which is right about the 14th. So in the same, um, around the same expo. And unfortunately, I was able to turn, uh, I had to turn it down because of concerns about coronavirus. Um, they are there. Uh, I'm told that a lot of people traveling from places like China obviously have turned this down. But nonetheless, the expo is going on. And you can see at the uh, bottom right, we have Origin Clear um, and Permionics uh, on a poster, and we're a part of that picture. So I'm super happy with our Permionics friends. Thank you guys. That is the best. We'll get, a, we'll get some videos and photos uh, and report on that. Okay. Tom Archiselo, and he is going to tell us about uh, some developments. So you've been, uh, first of all, before we get on to the, this high, high speed products concept, tell me what's been going on with your, your team and, and how you've been welding them into a, a fine streamlined operation. Oh, fine crew they are, Riggs. <laughs> uh, they're doing good, actually. You know, the guys in Texas, I'm actually really proud of them. I, I really feel like towards the end of last year and then definitely the beginning of this year, they're really getting getting jamming. You know, as, as people know from the past, we, uh, we were merging the groups together, the Progressive Water team, uh, traditionally, which we've had for many years with Mark Stevens and, and the team and Mike Jenkins running sales over there. And then Dan Early with the modular water side, uh, they kind of come together now. We've got them all under one roof uh, with progressive water. And what we've been able to do is really balance the ship between 
our amazing history of manufacturing expertise and getting things done, uh, Texas. Uh, I kind of like Texas because I call them the guys who just get stuff done, real traditional rugged guys, right? You know, I want to kind of like made in Texas, you know, it's their own special brand. And then the Dan Early, like super genius, you know, uh, inventor slash engineer. And you put that together. Now, what I get out of it is I get to standardize some really cool stuff that would maybe like some cottage invention or a product that was like done often. But now I get to do it often, but do it often great. Because now I'm bumping the level up and I'm taking like something that we've done and actually then putting it under the process of going through AutoCAD and putting it through the design process and the engineering process and turning it into a standardized product, knowing exactly all the inputs, you know, what pipes we're using, what pumps we're using and how do you measure all the pressure, you know, vessels properly. And then, you know, kind of coming up with a nice solution that's ready to stamp out, you know, multiple times. And that's actually what's happening now. So now we're rolling off the line, these instant infrastructure type products, right? Which are, fitting part of the supply chain for the water industry. So, you know, we, we've all talked about our pump stations, which we're very proud of, but in the pump station world, you know, there's a lot of variations of pump stations, big ones, small ones, all sorts of stuff, things used for industry, things used for, you know, water recycling. But then there's also the actual assemblies that sit ahead and behind the pump station. Right. And sometimes they're as simple as a lifting station and a lifting station is basically uh, you know, water conveyance. It's just taking water from point A and moving it over to point B. But guess what? What happens when point A to point B is not on level ground anymore? Whoop. And now I got to go from a low point in the ground up to a high point in the ground. Well, I got to I got to use a booster pump and I got to push the water uphill. Um, that is, I got a lot of pressure that's going to backfill in there, right? So I got to balance the line by pushing the water from the low end to the high end. And therein comes this wonderful product called a booster pump. Yay. So what we did recently is we stamped out our own version of the Origin Clear awesome kick-ass booster pump skid. And I think you have a picture of it, which is super sick. And the booster pump skid is kind of our way of saying, hey, you guys buy thousands of these things all over the place. And we want to basically put a a booster pump skid out there, which we call the aqua skid. So you can see it here in the top left corner. I guess maybe that's top right on it. Yeah, top left. And it looks like these wonderful gold heads on top, almost like a, a cylinder that might have in your Mustang, you know, whatever. So there's your pump basically <laughs> skid. And you know, that that's basically doing a lot of work basically. It's moving a lot of gallons of water real fast from one point to another and making sure it pushes and pressurizes uh, you know. The line. So that's essentially what you do. You, you'll see this kind of apparatus used anywhere in pipelines, industrial piping to, you know, common things, which I see all the time here in Florida, actually, which is there's a ton of water on the ground and they got to move water from an open pit water pond into mm -hmm. this, you know, the water collection system and, you know, send it to another spot. So that's where booster pumps come in all the time. And then this kind of product can help uh, with our our pump stations because pump stations sit at strategic points in, in infrastructure. So say, you know, uh, two pump stations are 20 miles apart. Well, what happens if you get a little bit of lag in the middle, about five miles down the line is you're not pushing the water so good or it's not getting to the right spot. So you use a booster pump to you know, push it the rest of the way. So does it make sense? Kind of right. So, um, so this is interesting because what you're saying is uh, this is about a $30,000 product. And um, uh, I guess what, what, what we're trying to find here is to get away. From, I mean, big custom projects are fine, but they don't scale up well. So what is your product strategy here overall that this is one token of? Yeah. So this is coming actually uh, from two points. One is because we want to have, a lower price product that can sell more frequently and is a more common bread and butter thing. So a booster pump is, you know, water pumps are, are used all over the place. Everybody's got to use them. It, it's something that they also have to replace often. So you'll get these in a lot of replacement recycle, you know, projects and they're easy to order and you got to get them done fast because if one goes down, you got to get a replacement, right? So there's a lot of that kind of request all the time. And we're basically putting our hand up right now on a project where somebody came to us 
uh, even more recently and said, we need like 2,000 of these things. And I'm like, heck Whoa. yeah, 2,000 of these things. That sounds great. <laughs> you know, well, I might make a few hundred, you know, at our, but yeah, I want the opportunity to make a couple thousand. So we're basically trying to put ourselves at the right point to basically get an easy sale. Well, this is one of those points of uh, standby for our technical problems. Uh, basically, we are talking about putting in a uh, carpet, a, a base load of these um, inexpensive, uh, we, Tom was talking about 2000, lots of these, uh, you know, turning fast. They don't take six or eight months to, uh, from sale to delivery. And then also they turn into larger sales. So it's a great way to seed the marketplace. Now this, this, uh, this brings us to a major strategy of ours having to do with um, these low end products in the industry. We've learned that there's two ways to do, to expand a business and get into the, um, the whole world of us becoming large. You can try and buy high-end water companies, even if they're small, they're still relatively expensive. It'll be a you know two, three, four, five million dollar acquisition. Then you get into this whole thing about raising money, and it's kind of the it's kind of the case of the um, wow. yes. <laughs> well, that's the internet. See, I can promise you, my my products are more reliable than the internet service. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. I was talking uh, while you were uh, away. I got I got to have my little soapbox, and so I I progressed from this concept of the carpet of low pro price products that, that A, create a lot of uh, turnover, but also create upsell opportunities to the big deals. So you get kind of a best of both worlds, but you, Tom, get to scale up this business as opposed to having to wait out a huge deal that takes eight months to complete. Right. Yeah. Because there's lots of things in our industry which are common you know, an easy way of explaining it, whether it's membranes and filters or whether it's booster pumps or whether it's just, you know, a station or a control panel, those get used in lots of different ways. And so we have expertise there, obviously. And we also have our special version of why we do it because we try to make it a little bit more solid and industrial commercial friendly. And we do it in ways that we can use remote monitoring. So kind of the origin clear way of doing business, right? And so we are basically saying, let's take these common things, but put our spin on it. And that's our, our innovation. And it makes a very competitive product that's priced low, but it's a nice introduction to the rest of our product line. Yeah. And, and so um, we have that. And then I, I was getting into how this is also affecting our acquisition strategy in that uh, it's very hard to buy expert water companies, even if they're small, it's, you know, it's uh, th these companies have been around for a long time. They have a lot of expertise. They have a lot of expectations for liquidity events. And so it's a three, four, $5 million uh, uh, type transaction. That's all very well, but then you guys are getting involved with investment banks and, and not all of them are nice people. <laughs> so that yeah. it's kind of destructive to a company to raise that much, that much money when it could be toxic. So, what we've been doing is looking at the low end of the business where we believe that we can deploy our amazing fundraising capability. And this is one thing that we have for sure is the ability to raise uh, large amounts of money because, you know, uh, accredited investors, frankly, are a much uh, more, um, they're, they're less, a lot less toxic than Wall Street. Why? Because Wall Street doesn't care about your product. They care about their product, which is money. Whereas an accredited investor, and uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's basically an investor who's making at least $200,000 a year as a single filer or a tax filer or $300,000 as a joint filer or has a million dollar net worth excluding his home, his or her home. And so this accredited investor um, is interested in our cause. 
And so they are not likely to try and damage the stock and things like that. Over the last year and a half, we've developed this capability of raising money from retail accredited investors and getting away from the toxic uh, money, which frankly has been what has damaged our stock, has been this, this Wall Street money. These people, I love them dearly, but they're not in the game for us. And so we managed uh, through the incredible digital, diligent work of Ken Berenger and now Michael Mann helping out and Devin Angus, uh, we've been able to develop a funding capability and create um, an acquisition plan, which I'll be able to tell you more about, which focuses more on small uh, investment requirements, lots of turnover, as Tom is talking about, and very simple products and businesses that then flow uh, business to the more expert veteran companies like Progressive Water Treatment in Texas which Tom will tell me I should refer to as our manufacturing division, Texas, uh, but it's also branded as progressive water treatment. So um, coming back to the uh, presentation, I'm just going to um, uh, jump in to the PowerPoint again, and we're gonna be, um, there continues to be questions about the, um, the offerings. So I'm going to review the offerings. Now, uh, as I was saying, this current offering, which is wrapping up, um, and because our next uh, plan is, um, we're going to be, we're busy planning a next offering uh, relating to these acquisitions, which I really can't talk about because um, it's still a, a private matter, but at the right time, very soon, we'll be into that business. Uh, but the current offering then is you must be accredited. Again, making $200,000 a year, uh, pre-tax, or $300,000 as a joint filer, or you're an investor based abroad. Okay, so you're not a foreigner, but you're an investor not, not investing from the US. Now, the money, let's say that you invest $100,000, which is the unit, right? it can be less, but let's say it's $100,000, and we pay uh, we will um, pay an 8% dividend on that. So you're making $8,000 a year, paid every quarter. So $2,000 a quarter. And then a re full repayment of that investment in two years is secured by our Texas Manufacturing Division. And then um, a grant for 50% of the investment um, of stock. So this is cool because now you get $50,000 worth of stock that you didn't have to pay for. And right now, uh, that's smart because um, you, the world is really about protected investments, about security, about how can I have um, you know, something to back me. This is not the wild 80s and 90s. This is the 2020s. And frankly, it's about what you can feel and touch. And that's what this is about. And it's, it's been a very successful offering. It's allowed us to do a lot as I said, to get away from um, Wall Streeters, um, the, uh, the, the people that we love so much, as I said. And then it's even price protected, which is great. Now contrast that with the uh, Regulation A offering that we filed. This does not require unaccredited investors. I mean, sorry, it does not require accredited investors. It can be unaccredited. And so you have, um, Let's say you make uh, $20,000 or $40,000 a year. You can invest up to $4,000 in Origin Clear. And these things are preferred shares at $25. And people say, well, what the heck is a $25 share? You're, you're trading at 10 cents. What's up with that? That's because these are not stock in the company. They are a special class, almost like a um, um, coupon, right? And so you invest, let's say $500. The average typically is around $2,000 per investor. That's what the industry says. So let's say it's $2,000 investment. You'll receive $200 every year paid every month. So one twelfth of that I paid every month. And that will go on forever. Now we don't want it to go on forever. After about the seventh or eighth year, uh, we've now 
paid you more than you invested. And so this is something that we would plan to redeem. Um, and that basically uh, people who are making a small investment like that are making, um, again, investing in something stable, the water industry, and they're doing it with relatively little risk. Um, and we redeem it at our option, but again, we have a motivation to redeem it because we're paying uh, 10%. Now, 10% is gonna be a lot. Remember that um, interest rates are going to negative at the federal level, probably. Uh, certainly Japan has already, China has, China is fully negative, um, as is most of, and most of the European ones as well. And so finally, um, uh, so it's a very, 10% is really, really good. And it's secured by um, our good faith as a company. And so it makes it kind of like a bond. Now, this is not approved by the SEC. I'm only stating which is in the public filing. If you go to a database called Edgar, just Google Edgar, SEC, and you'll come to our database, look up Origin Clear, and you'll see full description of this offering in what's called a Form 1A. So you are, I'm not pitching this to you. I'm simply informing you of what we've already filed. How long will it take? A sister company of ours took 52 days. It could take longer, perhaps 60. Uh, it's hard to say, but it's not the same as a full uh, initial public offering, which is called an S1. So that's going to be very good because why? Accredited investors are a small percentage of investors in America. And frankly, they get the pick of all the best deals. And I don't think that's very fair. And so this Regulation A offering allows uh, unaccredited investors to make a relatively safe investment in um, a water company, an inherently stable space, and a water company that they think is going to do really well. And of course, they're contributing to our um, projects to acquire companies, to retire debt, to expand our sales and technical staff, et cetera. So that's gonna be in the second quarter. That I'm pretty sure we'll see it in the second quarter. And at that point, you'll have the option to go um, with Regulation A or that future offering that I can't yet tell about for credit investors only, which I think will relate to uh, acquiring companies. So that's, that's the story about that. I hope that I've fleshed that out a bit more. And um, with that, I'm going to tell you about the contact, um, uh, the people that are there to talk to you about this stuff. Ken Berenger is the, mo he's the, the most brilliant uh, money man that I know. He really understands how an investor thinks. He's on the side of the investor. Um, it's a win-win because he makes sure that things work out for both the investor and for us. He's the author of this, uh, these highly, uh, um, relatively well-protected offerings on the, on the accredited investor side. Michael Mann has been our VP sales on the product side, has done wonderful things. Um, in fact, I'll have Tom chime in on that in a bit. Um, and finally, Devin Angus, our long, the longtime CEO's assistant who is really, really knowledgeable about what it takes to be a shareholder. You can always uh, email us at invest.originclear.com. And next week, it will not be a webinar. It will be an audio podcast. Um, and we will be sharing with you uh, how it's done. I believe it'll still be happening in Zoom, but uh, not in a video mode. So that's the story. Now I'm going to stop sharing here and uh, bring us back to Tom. So, um, Tom, I wanted you to tell me a little bit about Michael Mann and, and what happened when he came on board at towards the end of, of uh, 2019. Yeah, I love Mike, man. He's fun. You know, as a matter of fact, you undersold Ken a little bit. I got to say, Ken is probably the most fun guy you can have I've ever met. Like, he, he's hilarious. I love that guy. He's incredible. So if you get a chance to talk to him, you definitely want to talk to Ken. And Devin's always helpful. So Devin's got a great personality as well. So, but Mike, man, wow, what an acquisition, in my opinion. Like, you know, all of a sudden we're doing great. We got these guys who are stable that we've been with a while. And here's Mike Mann, who's obviously, you know, known Ken for some time and had his great background. And he 
joins our team. And we're like, we get this high caliber guy, Mike Mann, to join us. How awesome. Well, Mike Mann has an incredible sales background. He has an amazing M&A background. He was a CEO and founder of a couple companies. And he has wonderful sales acumen. And so sales acumen being always important, we want guys who can sell. So Mike jumps in immediately and helps me figure out how to sell more pump stations right off the bat. And so we're smiling and dialing, we're sending emails out and we're getting people, you know, through the whole industry to find out that we've got these kick-ass pump stations and Mike's on the phone and he's emailing people, letting folks know. And all of a sudden we get hit with like a couple hundred inbounds of whoa, pump station, that thing is so cool. I want one. How much does it cost? What's going on? <laughs> and Mike, you know, was, was, was the guy who just jumped in there right from the get-go and, and helped me do that. You know, he figured out what we needed to do and got out there and, and helped us get those campaigns going. And, you know, we went from pump stations and into some of our waste street. And what was cool is Mike helped us land this uh, really incredible opportunity, actually. that came from this guy who was doing a series of government projects uh, around the world. And it was a, a pretty sizable opportunity, uh, a couple million bucks, as a matter of fact. And, you know, we bid on uh, some pieces. Uh, we didn't get the whole thing, but we got a part of it. And actually that kicks in, I think in the third quarter of this year, we'll actually see that actually uh, drop in as a contract and be developed, which was super cool. And that came right out of the, the Q4 stuff that Mike did. Wow. Well, um, you know, and I think that, um, is it right that uh, Dan Early is busy uh, following up on a lot of the leads that um, Michael yeah. developed? Yeah, he is. So Dan and I have been uh, kind of jogging through. A couple of them have been coming through as uh, opportunities. Uh, I think two of them were pump stations that we were, we won what's called basis of design where we're the picked uh, choice. And then that lines up with the consulting engineers who put the whole package together where then our product gets stuck in there. Uh, another one that came back was an opportunity where an engineering and consulting group really liked us. And then they asked Dan to come in and speak to them in person because they liked the product so much. They wanted to see the guy who was responsible for having created this, the modular system with us. And so that we had to follow up with them. And then we also brought in another sales rep, as a matter of fact, uh, who I'm going to go visit in person because he's up the road in Florida. Uh, has a lot of municipal and uh, city-based project for pump stations as well. Wow. Well, that's, um, that's amazing because now, of course, um, Michael, who happens to be a former public company CEO, so um, I actually have somebody who could step in and, uh, and um, you know, if, if you guys decide that I'm no good, well, then he'll just start doing it for us. But uh, <laughs> what he is uh, showing us is uh, that he's super strong in the mergers and acquisitions area. So currently what he's doing is really working on the, um, you know, the, the whole uh, coming acquisitions program and he's brilliant. I mean, I love what he's doing and he's working incredibly well with, um, with our own Bill Charneski, which is cool. Yeah, those guys are an exciting project right now. And I know that's gonna be a really great future. So I'm very excited about that. Good. Well, uh, what I, while we were while you were talking, I was being very uh, rude. I was looking away because I was pulling from our forecast some of these uh, sample projects. Of course, I eliminated all of the money and likelihood and so forth because I'm not I'm not trying to represent that these are deals that we have, but more projects that are samples. And oh, Keith. Keith Roten has made a great uh, chat, which I'm going to, best presentation ever. Thank you, sir. Simple to understand. When does the quarter end? Quarter ends uh, March 31st. So January, February, March. So we are literally halfway through the, the quarter. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to reshare the screen and I'm going to bring up this page where I pulled up what is um, on Dan Early's, um, his board. And I'm not going to discuss, you know, how, how likely is it going to happen, percentages, et cetera, et cetera. But more, it, it, just give me a flavor, uh, Tom, of what these are. Um, it gives us sort of like what, what is going past Dan's desk and what is he busy um, bidding on? Sure. I put my glass on to see this quite a bit in there. 
Yeah, so, <laughs> well, it's actually, it's fairly balanced. I'd say the majority of this, you're looking at pump stations, obviously, different sizes from the 48 inches to the 96 inches. And so those are mostly our, our bread and butter modular pump stations. And then you're also seeing uh, what, what WWTPs are our wastewater treatment uh, uh, prepackaged uh, programs. So they generally range at about 7,000 gallon up to about 20,000 gallon uh, per day. Uh, kind of system. So this one here, a 10,000 gallon waste treat with a reverse osmosis. Now that is a pretty poor scene. So that's, that's actually a uh, pig. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That, that's, that is. So what you're seeing there is actually one where they're going to do the waste treat on the animal waste. Right. And then they're going to do the reverse osmosis to basically clean the water itself and do a recycling. So basically wow. you can use it for irrigation or whatever you do there. That whole package there, that's a, it's pretty healthy. You're, you're dealing with a couple hundred grand on, on something like that. So nice. it's, uh, it's a pretty solid one. You know, the, the thing down below where you're looking at a 72 inch pump station package, that's like our, our home run shot of exactly what we're trying to sell right now. Right. That's what we've been trying to promote because it's a very standard size pump station package that, you'll see used all the time by either commercial or industrial clients and or by small city or municipal locations. Pretty common, you know, you're gonna range on price anywhere from 75K up to 180K, depending on what features they have in there and what the application is. So it's a, it's a pretty common uh, product in there as well. Excuse me. The one down there where it says Public Park Everest, that's actually a wastewater treatment system. Which is, what is an Everest? What is, is that a, we branded it, but I don't think people know what it is. Yeah. So this is an old holdover branding. So Everest was the brand name of our wastewater treatment uh, prepackaged platform that's on the trailer. So basically if you had a 40 foot container on the back of a, a tractor trailer, you know, which is a, a mobile waste treatment system, that's the Everest. So you can just, you know, drop and go and pop that wherever you need to go and, and treat waste. So yeah, that's, that's treating uh, effluent, which is our polite word for, you know. Yep. Uh -huh. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's what we're doing. And, uh, you know, you, you know, move down the line. And, uh, you know, I would say, um, yeah, these are, these are pretty common. You're getting the same thing there. Vermont again, the 120-inch one, that's a really big pump station. So, obviously, we like that one because that means it's a really healthy project. So, yeah. Uh, notice here in the one right above it, which is the containerized 10K storage and booster, that mm. actually goes back to what we were just talking about earlier. So mm. what you have here is a water storage tank, which is basically just a water holding container. It's not doing too much, right? So it's not really a pump station. And then you have a booster, and the booster needs to be able to push that water in or out, basically. So that's where those skid boosters come from, which there's a lot of this stuff out there, which is just, there's a bunch of sitting water. And mm. it... It's going to stay in the same exact spot until you push it <laughs> and that's where your booster comes from. And you'll see it like often, like especially in places in the South where it's wet. So Texas and Florida and Georgia and Mississippi, Alabama, there's water everywhere. And you drive around down here with me down in Florida and like, I can't go more than less than a quarter mile and see another open pond with a bunch of water sitting in it. And guess what? There's a booster pump over there or some kind of irrigation pump over there that's got to move that thing around. And it, it's, there's so many of them, crazy amount of them. Dan told me a number once. He said in the city of Miami, for example, mm -hmm. he said there's at least a half a million of these pumps and pump stations all around the city. Like it's like, that's nuts. It's like, think about the numbers of these things that are actually out there. It's a lot. And you know what happens when they build them on the old technology those guys were doing the old days where it's concrete or some kind of steel, they corrode. And they corrode pretty quick, like every 10 years, every 15 years. That's no good. So a lot of replacement out there. Well, you remember that uh, on Monday's call, Dan was telling us about how he got approached by somebody, a township that's been putting in fiberglass pump stations and they are corroding as fast as they're being put in. <laughs> fiberglass is a nightmare. Plus they crack. And then right. they have, they crack them just putting them in the ground, which yeah. is hilarious. It's like, oh my God, it's so ridiculous. They should be used yeah. for surfboards only, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> you'd think so. <laughs> but um, at the very bottom here, we have 11 wellhead pump station packages. That's a nice little project. Sure is. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, 
you know, anytime you got that, you're, you're just basically noticing when they're ordering buckets like that, that means there's going to be more buckets because you're dealing with a major industrial supplier here. Uh, and that means they're going to have a lot of other projects like that. Far out. So this is a nice little list here. Um, and it just kind of gives us a view of um, what is being worked on as I think we've made sure that these are not just uh, pie in the sky, but nonetheless, we can't say they're done deals until they are. Um, but one of the things that's important, uh, Tom, as, as we discussed, is that remember last year we were visiting that real estate developer. He yeah. was blown away that we could, in, we could make the footprint of the storage literally yeah. much smaller because of a modular systems and he, he loved that now he can make more money because the necessary pond and storage is all let, like, let's say under the, under the parking lot. So, so ways that we have a much more um, compact format. Yeah. When, when real estate developers get involved, I mean, they're dollar per square foot, right? And right. when you're wasting a square foot on water sitting on the ground, it, it makes no sense to them whatsoever. And then they're just losing it because then they get hit with fines and all these different inspections. And they're like, wow, to actually put it into an actual container makes a lot of sense, you know? So they get to, they get to do really good to save space and actually make it more efficient. So. That's a beautiful thing. And that's what happens when a water company works with the end user versus the central municipality municipalities tend to have a lot of space. Um, but of course, they don't have a lot of ability to expand. That's really the issue we're dealing with. And so more and more ha happening with end users and what they are put a premium on and why this is so important, what we do is it's got to be simple. It's got to be in a box, water, water system in a box. And it needs to be, uh, there needs to be some upside. For example, Tom, I, not to, I don't want to go on, we're not 42 minutes, but uh, I, I wanted to just um, have you briefly cover the, the this uh, high-end hotel chain that that we've been talking with, and mm -hmm. why are they driven to do, you know, hotel-wide water treatment and all the recycling and so forth? Yeah, so hotels, you know, and hospitality has always been a good market for us because the way I explain it is in a hotel situation or restaurantic situation, you have customers. Those customers tend to be high-end or premium and they want an experience. They want to be treated well. They want to be luxurious beds. They want to go to a spa. They want to eat good food. Well, you've just paid a big premium and hundreds of dollars to have all these wonderful things, and now you're going to feed them tap water, which right. they're worried maybe is contaminated, right? So people are like, hmm, there's something not matching my experience level here, and it's my water ex experience. So they're saying, well, how do I bring my water experience up to match this premium experience I'm trying to have in my hospitality environment? So Origin Clear steps into the space with, well, I can make sure your water is very pure, ultra pure. I can rebalance the water. I could add minerals to the water. I could do all sorts of stuff to tune your water to be custom water, which I like to call craft water because we all like craft beer, craft cocktails, right. craft water. Like, Sam Adams, Sam Adams craft water. I am the Sam Adams award. Thank you very much. Yes, absolutely where I'm at. So yeah, that's kind of the concept, right? So that's what we offered. And of course you were there with me and they said, wow, that's, thank you. You get us. And I said, we do get you. We totally understand what you're trying to do. And so obviously our, our systems are uh, tunable, which was great, but they're also affordable because when you're dealing with an existing hotel, which you're doing a retrofit then for a room that only has so much space to stick one of these water treatment systems. Well, good thing is we have nice modular water systems that'll fit inside an eight by 16 foot room that you access through the garage, right? But if you got a brand new building, you're building a brand new hotel. Well, now we got a lot more space, right? So that's the other project that we have. Now we can do a more advanced water system, not just for water treatment for making drinking water, but now I can do water recycling because now I can make them a green experience to not just give them great drinking water, but then I can take the water that's coming out of the shower and I can take that and recycle it. And then I can pour it over their nice agriculture outside. And then they can put a nice plaque on the front that says, Hey, we're being environmentally smart. We're recycling our water here. We're basically reducing our carbon footprint 
So not just a, oh, we do nice things for the environment, but they can actually prove it that they were doing it and calculate the carbon benefit that they were actually having on society. Right. And that's one of the things that the hotel really cared about. And not too many other water companies were willing to do that, but we were, you know why? Cause we had Dan early and we had Mark Stevens and we had 39 years of doing it down in Texas. So yeah, it was us. Yeah. It was cool because you know, the, the, we were working with the chief engineer of the entire chain and, and then, um, he sends the mandate down to the, ho- the local hotels. And of course they immediately try and get it at like a competing deal. The competing yeah, deals blew completely were out of the, out of the park. They realized that we were actually the, com- the competitive and the quality bid both. Well, it, w- it was funny on one of them was um, they went to a plumber. <laughs> it's true. So there was one of their guys was a plumber and a plumbing supply guy. Right. So we had, we had, offer them this really wonderful little reverse osmosis system, system, which was very efficient. And they literally went to a plumber and plumbing supply guy to be like, Hey, can you go get us all the parts to do this? <laughs> and the guy was like, Oh yeah, of course I can get you the pipes. You know, and it's like, right. <laughs> but how do you put them together? Can you, and that doesn't actually treat the water anyway. <laughs> so nonetheless, they came back also with five times the expense that we were going to have. So it all did come back to us, which is kind of funny. Which we're happy to do. And so that's really, I think the, uh, as you can tell, uh, we're just kind of keeping it loose and conversational, but we're, we're trying to express that businesses are looking for a reason, not if they're stuck with the water, but what can I do? Well, maybe instead of having little bottles of water that I you know, charge $5 for, how about just all the water, the shower water, the kitchen water, all the darn water in the hotel is great. And not only that it's tuned, it's the Sam Adams craft water. And so, you know, we think that way and they love us for that. We're not the ordinary, well, we'll, you know, we'll do a 14 inch pipe, like the hell with the 14 inch pipe. We're looking for the benefit. And the same thing with showing everyone that we're, you know, the hotel showing everyone that they're good stewards of the environment. Well, it, it does that, what you said the other day, remember you talked about PFAS and all the issues coming from the, the chemicals really stuff that's on the Teflon pants, right? Right. Well, well, there's also the same related issue with water bottles. So water bottles oh, with their course. plastics being one of the contaminant issues is, you know, we can't say too much, but there's theories that it may be linked to cancer. And, you know, <clears throat> so the point we is- We need to watch out for that, of course. And, and here's the other thing. We were at, a, my birthday was uh, on Saturday and I was at a birthday party at this place and beautiful bottle, tap water. And I, I thought it was- good water. I pour it and it was tap water. It smelled of chlorine. I'm like, that was dumb. They gave me a beautiful bottle, but they filled from the tap. I'm like, oh my God, please. Uh, it's terrifying. Well, And then I gave you that other article on my old hometown of San Diego, who had wonderful lawsuits all over the place for all the arsenic that was in the drinking water in the city, which was one of my personal pet peeves, which will be an entirely different show in the future, where arsenic does really cause cancer really fast and it's really really toxic and my gosh they were totally caught like red-handed and it had everything to do with just a lot of mismanagement but there was a point at which if you remember a bunch of cities went bankrupt in california and they their whole like actual government failed so san diego went bankrupt as a city which is super bizarre right and so what they did is their budget was crushing they started really cutting back on all their budgetary requirements, including police and teachers and all the normal stuff. Well, also water. Guess what? You can only cut it back maybe so far, but these guys went the wrong way on this one. And the result is you poison thousands of people. Well, that was what happened in Flint, Michigan, of course, when they, they went into bankruptcy and they saved $500 a day on the anti-corrosion additive. And they created a multi-billion dollar health disaster, which has affected tens of thousands of poor individuals. And that led is, is, is terrible. Uh, so, which means, of course, what's happening is that uh, a municipality will say, well, we can't handle this arsenic requirement. We're just going to delegate it. And um, we're just going to make the arsenic producers do, do their own treatment, which, of course, now literally hands the business over to the, the business, which will do its very, very best. And um, 
what's going to come out of that, of course, is water independence. Because now that industry or that uh, apartment building or hotel, they're now free to maximize their benefit from water treatment, which they never could before when they were beholden to a very indifferent municipality. And so I think this is a very, very good um, trend that we're taking advantage of here. And I see Bob Roos saying happy, a little belated birthday. Thank you, Bob. And this is been the best and most informative briefing ever. Well, part of it is because uh, you know Tom knows a heck of a lot about what the heck's going on. And uh, we're going to do more of this um, because it really does inform these briefings to have the cool people in the company. I want to have Ken Berenger. We had Dan early last week. I'd love to have Mark Stevens on board, Mike Jenkins. These, these guys are amazing. And you'll get a flavor of the depth of the company and, and you know the, the, the strength we have here. So with that, I'm going to wrap this thing up. It's been wonderful. Tom, uh, thank you for being on board. And uh, I know it's late for you in the East Coast and for everyone in the East Coast, but it's, um, it's a, lot of, a lot of fun to do. And um, the, um, Ken Berenger wanted to, uh, I'll answer this live. Uh, he wanted to, in the Q&A here, to say the point is there are tens of thousands of opportunities literally waiting out there that are only now becoming aware we can do this. And so... Uh, what's happening. And this is what's amazing. You know, I know you, you've noticed this, Tom, is that we'll, may, we'll do a press release and a couple weeks later we start getting leads and we're not paying for those leads. Origin Oil, Origin Clear, used to be Origin Oil, has this amazing page reputation so that Google promotes everything we do to the page one. And we just say we do something like the Blackwater reflush that we uh, talked about um, with that um, Pennsylvania car dealership. And now you're getting leads for Blackwater Reflush. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we get the leads and they're pretty amazing actually. And they're really informed leads too. The people are actually contacting us saying, I watched your webinar. I read your article. That was really interesting. I want to learn more about it. I work in this industry and they're pretty smart folks when we call them back. So it's actually, it's cool actually. It's really a cool process to watch the full life cycle of the marketing and the PR come back in the form of business. It's actually, it's really neat. This is a great time to be uh, dealing with these businesses that are saddled with the problem and giving them their uh, water system in a box. Thanks again, Tom, for uh, jumping in. Uh, thanks all for being part of this. Uh, we still have 20 people in the, in the webinar, so uh, it must have not been too, too boring. So thank you so much, all. You will get more information about how to join me by audio next Thursday. Uh, pretty more the style of what it used to be before, more, more casual, but more, more intimate, but also sharing some of the interesting updates in between these. And the next uh, full webinar will be the 5th of March, Thursday, the 5th of March. And we will make it uh, top notch, even better than we're doing it. So it's been almost a full hour, but it's been really fascinating uh, being with you guys. So thank you so much. And Catch you soon. Well, that's it for the podcast. Thank you for joining. I do hope you stay subscribed. If you'd like to interact with me live, then join me each week at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, or the Zoom webinar. Simply sign up at originclear.com slash CEO. And thank you.